Hello friends. There we go again with our continuing interactions with the faculty at MEMS at IIT Bombay. Today I will be speaking to two more faculty. The first one being Professor Mithun Chaudhary who runs the lab of soft interfaces in the Department of Metallurgical Engineering and Material Science. Let's hear him about his group and his research interests. So I asked Professor Mithun what his research is on and can he briefly describe the salient problems that he is trying to solve or the questions that he is trying to understand better. He says, my research focuses on the glass transition behavior of nanoscale polymers which includes thin films, nanocomposites etc. Since it's known due to the presence of interfaces, it showed marked deviation from its bulk counterparts, both at the surface and the substrate. Since glass transition is related to molecular level motion of polymer chain segments and related with its viscosity and density, I am trying to understand the underlying interdependence of glass transition and associated mechanorheological uh, states at the nanoscale material dimension. And from mechanorheological states, he means stiffness, viscosity and density. I asked him what aspects of mechanical behavior did he study or it is important in this process of his research. And he says, as outlined above, mainly the use of flow in nanoscale dimensions of polymers, that is talking about plastic flow of course, as nanometer thick films is important. Such flow is related to viscosity, interfacial friction of polymers with the substrate and additionally with the strain inside the film. We do have supports from analytical models that says that strain inside such film is mainly due to the squeezing of long polymer chains at a dimension where the polymer chains are significantly distorted compared to their ideal shape. And then I asked him what are the typical applications over which his research area might find its use and what are the critical reasons for failure in these applications or devices. And he says, Stability thermal and mechanical of these thin films followed by shelf life and aging behavior, crystallinity control in the case of semi-crystalline polymers, lightweight polymeric materials, rubber tire reinforcements, organic polymer solar cells, all these can be typical applications uh, over which the, the failure behaviors were just described. So typically thermal cycling, residual stresses and not properly controlling the fabrication and storing processes are responsible for failures. Whereas learning how to control those not only improves its stability at the post preparation stage but also improves the process of fabrication of the device. I then asked him how does he test for these properties or propose to test in case it becomes critical for the material deployment uh, that is being touted about. And he says, due to the criticality associated to probe mechanical properties at the sub 100 nanometer dimension, we use unconventional approaches. For example, we do use optical microscope to see how polymer is flowing, that is how a hole is growing above the glass transition temperature in a thin polymer film and try to use such a hole in a comparable analogy of a circular inundation mark, for example, in terms of the strains, stresses, etc. 
Of course, we do account for other forces such as surface energy, viscosity, slippage, interfacial friction as well. On the other hand, we do correlate fluorescent spectral intensity with density of polymers that we can further use to correlate to the stiffness or the elastic modulus. I then asked him what aspects of materials engineering and in particular mechanical behavior should the students be familiar with for working in his area of expertise and he says thermodynamics including statistical mechanics, surface and interfacial phenomena, fluid dynamics, diffusion, viscosity and nanomechanics are the key areas that students need to be familiar with. I finally asked him if there is anything else that he would like to share with students and he has an interesting take. He says, delete all the traditional subject boundaries. A natural scientist and engineer can perfectly fit at the interface of any work which lies at the interface of aspects of material science. Rest is subject dependent formalism, eagerness to learn mathematics and the analytical ability to learn all the physical phenomena, which I am sure all of our students are pretty good at. Next up, I asked Professor Gururajan and Professor Preeta Pant to also answer some of these questions. So, what's your research on and can you briefly describe the salient problems you are trying to solve or questions that you are trying to understand? And Professor Gururajan and Professor Preeta Pant say that almost all engineering materials have to be processed to be used in applications. In many such systems such as metals and alloys, ceramics, glasses and to some extent polymers, the processing involves phase transformations and mechanical deformation. The processing leads to specific microstructures which in turn impart the required property to the material or component. The interest in our group is to model the phase transformation and deformation induced microstructures. This modeling is thus a bridge that connects processing to the properties you expect from the material. In many cases during service, the engineering materials change their microstructure and hence in most cases degrade in their properties. In majority of these cases as well, the origin of such property degradation is again phase transformation or deformation induced microstructural changes. So our studies are of fundamental nature and also have an important say in applications. What aspects of mechanical behavior do you study or is important in this process? I asked. And Professor Gururajan says, in many commercially important systems, the elastic behavior of the material during phase transformation is very important. These could be characteristic strains that naturally arise during the phase transformation or the change in elastic moduli or both. Of course, in the case of deformation induced microstructural evolution, it's the deformation behavior that is of interest to us, such as whether the permanent deformation is accommodated using the nucleation and movement of dislocations or by the formation of twins or by phase transformation that is driven by stresses. At high temperatures, the viscoelastic and viscoplastic behavior are also important because the microstructural changes are driven by these flows. And then I asked them what are the typical applications over which your research area may find its use and what are the critical reasons for failure of these devices. And he says, the studies we do are of direct relevance to steels, nickel-based superalloys and thin films. These materials find use in a wide variety of scenarios and the onset of phase transformation or deformation induced microstructural changes are just the onset of degradation. They themselves, but for rare instances, do not lead to failure directly, but they can be the warning signs. 
of course in some cases the changes uh, are are these changes are actually engineered and our studies can help in engineering these changes they need not all necessarily be leading to failures i then asked how do you test for these properties or propose to test in case it becomes critical for your materials deployment one of the biggest issues he says with our studies is that many quantities that go into our models are only estimated experimentally and are hard to measure directly some are almost impossible to measure directly and hence other models or other scales have to be developed to estimate them having said that at least for phase transformation induced microstructural changes the basic information such as the crystal structures lattice parameters and elastic moduli are the properties that can be measured information such as interface energies diffusion and attachment kinetics are not very well known or measured i asked him what aspects of materials engineering and in particular mechanical behavior should students be familiar with for working in your area of expertise and he says Our work depends on a good understanding of structure, thermodynamics, kinetics, phase transformation and mechanical behavior with specific reference to dislocation theory. Well, lastly, I asked him if there is anything else that he would like to share with you students. And both of them said the kind of work that we do involves mathematics, computer programming and the physics and chemistry of materials. we turn materials problems into mathematical problems by looking at the physical origin of these materials problems and these mathematical problems are solved on the computers using computer programs in this way irrespective of your basic interest physics or chemistry or mathematics or programming we definitely have challenging problems for you i hope these interactions with your own faculty in this department will enable you to get to know them more and maybe some of you will end up in these research labs and do some wonderful work that comes out in the form of publications or products and help in starting an initiative of self reliance in india as well thank you